I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Everybody, happy Friday. Happy Venus Day. Welcome to another episode here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door. I'm your host, your guide, your mentor, and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And welcome to the second episode of a little new mini astrology series that we're doing here on Fridays because Fridays are fun. <laughs> It is called uh, How to Work with the Planetary Energy. And today's planetary energy is Venus. How perfect uh, for Fridays. And not only is it Friday, is it is it Venus's day, but it's Friday, April 15th, depending on when you're listening to this, but that's when it's coming out, uh, the day before the Libra full moon. The Libra full moon is on Saturday the 16th at 12.55 p.m. Mountain Time. And Libra, my friends, is ruled by the planet Venus. So what better way to really step mindfully and really beautifully and powerfully into this Libra full moon tomorrow than by buffing up your your Venus knowledge, your Venus know-how. So I want to, especially because this is only the second episode in, I do want to give a quick, I guess, disclaimer, description is more accurate, of this Astro mini series. So I do a little bit of research before the show about the planet's orbit and retrograde patterns. And, you know, I, I, I buff up a little bit, but <laughs> my intention <coughs> with these episodes is really just to share with you how I work with these energies. And I'm just coming from a really, really personal place and offering you a little peek inside not only my astrology study and practice, but my witchcraft study and practice. So these episodes are not even close <laughs> to an all-inclusive discussion of each of these planetary energies. You could host like a 10-hour course for each of these planets and still have so much more to cover after that. So uh, just know that these are nice, quick little bites and they're meant to really, yes, educate, but mainly inspire. So Venus, Venus, Venus. My relationship with Venus has really blossomed, pun intended. <laughs> I have a very strong Venus aspect in my astrological chart, which is my Venus and my sun are exactly conjunct. So I was born under the sun-Venus conjunction in Scorpio. They're both at six degrees. So definitely through these episodes, pull up your chart and take a look at your natal placement. So look at your Venus. What sign is it in? What house is it in? what's around it, and are there any other major aspects being made to your Venus? Um, and then what houses does your Venus rule? Meaning, 
what houses, uh, where is Libra and Taurus in your chart? So these are great ways to, great directions to start off in personalizing and developing your own unique relationship with Venus. So for me, uh, the way that I really started bonding with this energy was by working with Venus on Fridays, on the the day that this planet rules. And Venus, that Friday is such, such a Venus day. Uh, so Venus is our planet of, of love and the arts and all things beauty. And I really pause with each of those because I want you to see them as the very, very broad and grand categories and topics and areas of life that they are. These are huge concepts, okay? So I want you to know right off the bat, Venus is a big player, all right? In astrology, Venus Venus is really cool. And I hope that today that you, especially if you've already been feeling a little bit called by Venus, I hope that you just take this as your, as your one-way ticket to, to Venus town. Cause seriously, this, I'm, (laughs) I'm being funny, but this really, really is an exceptional planet from its orbit pattern to its retrograde cycles um, and, and this is very, very much reflected in the, the vast areas that it, that it rules. And it's really similar in a lot of the ways to the moon. And the reason I feel this way is for a couple of reasons. Um, one is more of a gut connection than I have, which is the moon rules over our emotions, right? And when we say that, it sounds so watered down. Yeah. The, the moon's our emotions. Cool. Our emotions are in like fucking everything we do. If our emotions are specifically not involved in something that we do, it's because we're setting them aside and therefore we're having some kind of emotional conversation with ourselves. I mean, our emotions as human beings, it's, it's everything. It's a huge, it, it really, it's a huge, huge, um, signifier of the human race and the human experience is emotional experience. So the moon's rulership spans, it sounds like, oh, just our emotions. That's so much. That's such a broad, broad rulership. And the same goes for Venus. When we say that Venus rules over all matters of love, the arts, and all matters of beauty, this is a fucking lot of things. This is so many things. There's Venus energy in so much. And on top of that, Venus is most mainly connected to the earth element, but Venus is also connected to the water element as well and is also uh, worked with as a sea goddess as well. Okay, so there is water element here. And I think that's because of the empathetic connections that Venus, that that it, that is a Venus connection or a Venus relationship. That's what takes it beyond just an interaction, right? A Mercury to Mercury, right? This, this day-to-day interaction. When we're working in the Venus realm, there's empathy here. There's emotional connection here. And so there is water element, but it's mainly associated with the earth element, which means, and I came across this quote in my brief little brush up of research before the episode, Venus is the joy of physical love. And I, 
I I really I love this this unique adjective in here of physical, right? It's not just the joy of love, but physical love. And that's what brings in the earth element. That's what brings in this Taurus rulership, right? Venus ruling Taurus, this extremely earth, earth, earthy sign. Venus is, was seen as this very, very independent female energy in, and in ancient cultures, there were many, many groups or rituals devoted to Venus that specifically did not include men. So historically, Venus has been associated with feminine energy. Um, and Venus, the, the, the symbol for the planet Venus has been associated with the symbol for females and women. Um, and just like Mars, the symbol for the planet Mars has been associated with, um, the symbol for men, but Venus love and the, the territory of Venus, love and arts and beauty is a very earthly one. It's, it's still ethereal. It's still very spiritual. It's still very energetic, but it is very, very earth-based. In so many ways to me, Venus reminds us it's all of like the reasons that we live. It's the, it's the joy in the little things. Venus is the, like the, the thing that restores your faith in humanity, like the, the the beauty in the world that that is that's a very very quintessential venetian theme okay so with all of these broad concepts right all matters of love the arts in general right so there's a ton of creativity here tons of creativity here this isn't just arts in whatever really narrow like connotation you think of when you think of the term art. This is all the arts. This, so there's tons of inspiration and creativity here. You may have heard me in the past refer to Venus as really the like one of the muses, if not the muse of the zodiac of astrology, because there is just so, so, so much artistic creative inspiration here. And then all matters of beauty. This is not, by the way, just on a surface level, although it def it definitely includes the surface level. Taurus and Libra, both the, the Venus ruled signs, definitely have an appreciation for aesthetic beauties and aesthetic pleasures. Venus gives us that permission to really adorn ourselves and to make ourselves feel and look beautiful. But exactly what I just said, it also incorporates this energetic and this very internal beauty as well, okay? This, this vibe of beauty. So working with Venus energy is hopefully, as you can tell, an extremely loving and and smooth and flowy and just beautiful practice overall. This is like gorgeously displayed in Venus's orbit pattern. So I linked for everybody in the show notes 
as well as the uh, resources page, I linked a couple of interesting Venus articles. Uh, one is, and I'm going to actually read a little bit uh, to you here from it. One is from Earth Sky. It's the five petals of Venus and it's eight year cycle. So I'm just going to read you the first paragraph here because it's short and brief and explains it really, really well. So what is the pentagram or the five petals of Venus? When plotted geocentrically or from an Earth-centered perspective, there is a highly noticeable rhythm in the motion of Venus. After eight years, it returns to the same place in our sky on about the same date. This is known as the eight-year cycle of Venus, and it stems from the fact that three Venetian orbits, which is uh, eight times 224 or 200, about 225 days, it very nearly equals eight Earth years. This cycle um, has been of great, great interest to ancient peoples, including the Maya, and now many know it as the pentagram or petals of, of Venus. And when you click on this link, when you see the visual, you'll go, oh, because when, again, just like it said in the in the article, when plotted from an Earth-centered perspective, Venus's orbit in the sky, it literally looks like a pentagram or a five-petaled flower. It's really beautiful, actually. Um, and so the eight-year pattern that they're talking about, which is just a, a gorgeous, big, like, so, uh, solar system scale symbol of Venus's harmony and beauty that it houses. Its orbit literally looks beautiful and is almost perfect. So many other planets' orbits and retrograde planet uh, patterns and cycles and stuff are, are like erratic or, or very, uh, how do, God, what is the word I'm looking for? Almost unpredictable, not unpredictable because we can, you know, track them. Um, but they're, they're not pretty looking. It's not symmetrical and, and nice and tidy and neat like this, especially in regards to earth years specifically lining up so, so well with our, with our earth year like that. It's very, very fascinating. So make sure it's, I'm not doing it justice over the podcast. And that's why I didn't want to go too in depth into the Venus, um, the five petals of Venus orbit because it's much better seen. So go ahead and go to the show notes and look at that article and look at that picture. And then honestly, my next best, rec next best recommendation is to go over to YouTube and look up a really easy documentary or demonstration or visual graphic or video showing you Venus's orbit with further explanation. Um, that'll do it much, much better justice than I'm doing it right now. But just know that even Venus's orbit astronomically, uh, it symbolizes this synchronicity and harmony and beauty and symmetry. It's really, really beautiful. So uh, Venus's total orbit, if you, you may or may not have caught this when I was reading the article, orbit around the sun, one full revolution around the sun takes about 225 days. 
Okay, so Mercury was 88 days. Venus is 225 days. It takes Earth, you know, again, for reference, 365 days. Um, so Venus moves a little bit faster than Earth, um, but not nearly as fast as as Mercury either. This planet goes retrograde about every 18 months. And part of that eight-year cycle that they're talking about is like, to a T, almost on the day, almost to the exact degree, Venus will retrograde back in its same, um, the same sign that it did eight years ago. So there, its retrograde cycles are almost like perfect, neat and tidy, that predictable. And retrograde cycles aren't uh, typically like that. Again, it's very, it's very symbolic to the overall harmony and beauty of, of Venus energy, honestly. Now, when Venus is retrograde, again, retrogrades are times of reflection, reexamination, uh, review. And this is a time to really slow down, pay attention to how we're walking our walk, how we're talking our talk when it comes to matters involving that planet. So in this case, a lot of our relationships and matters of any any kind of matter of love or passion, okay? And uh, really matters of the heart here when we're dealing with, with Venus. And, and this means that our our like meaningful connections with people can feel like they're under the microscope during Venus retrograde. So when I was doing my little buff up of research, I just get so frustrated with some of the information I read about retrogrades out there because it just makes it sound like, oh, so when this planet goes into retrograde, here's everything that's going to go to shit. It's not it doesn't have, it certainly could be that way, but it, it definitely doesn't have to be that way. In my opinion, a retrograde period is a time and a calling to be extra mindful. When we're re-examining, reflecting on something and reviewing something, we should be being extra mindful around it, right? And so again, this means that our meaningful relationships are going to come up under the microscope during this time. And even in a really, really strong relationship, in a really healthy relationship, the pressure can kind of feel like it's on. Um, you can feel like you're being tested on your role and their role and your roles in comparison with each other in the relationship, um, especially around uh, matters of, of intimacy and sex and pleasure and joys. So if you feel out of balance or out of harmony in a relationship on the things that you like to enjoy or in any areas of pleasure and things like of this nature, you know, these are the things that are going to come up under the microscope. The, a Venus retrograde is going to make you kind of be like, oh, do we really truly enjoy those same things as each other? And if we don't, are we able to find and learn joy in the, you know, in the the differences that we each have and, and learn more about each other and explore those things or those areas that we won't be able to do that, right? Those are the kinds of themes that a Venus retrograde cycle brings up. So no, it doesn't mean that everything's automatically going to shit. It means that meaningful relationships and, and anything to do with, with your 
especially how you give and receive love. Those are the kinds of themes that will come up under the microscope. So when I'm working with Venus energy, uh, I am leaning for the colors of pinks and reds and purples. And I really lean into softness in general. So when you look up the colors associated with Venus, you'll find things like aqua, light blue, greens, um, pinks, you know, those heart chakra colors, rose, white, lavender. These are all very associated with Venus. Um, goddesses associated with Venus, number one, Venus, the god, the Roman goddess, uh, Aphrodite, uh, ancient goddesses, Ishtar and Inanna. Uh, there are tons of goddesses that branch from and come from Aphrodite and Venus and, and such. So that can be a very, very, very fun rabbit hole to fall down if you feel like this is a deity that has been calling to you. But really what I do to work with Venus is I give myself permission to fucking enjoy my life, <laughs> quite honestly. Um, I indulge a little bit more. I take a little bit more time off. I take more breaks. Um, I take the long way home. You know what I mean? The scenic route. Uh, I, I opt for the nicer brand of pasta sauce. I don't know. That was the first, <laughs> first grocery store example that came to my mind it was pasta sauce because it's something I usually, you know, like I get what's on sale. And, uh, when I'm in my Venus energy, I'm like, I'll pay $10 for a bottle of pasta sauce, <laughs> for a jar of pasta sauce. Um, I really do give myself permission to experience joy and pleasure. Um, and if you have wounds with femininity in any, any, any aspect or facet of that word or term, anything associated with it, Venus can be a really wonderful healing and compassionate place to start. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to mean you practice a really binary uh, you know, craft or astrology practice. Um, but we, we are, we come from the conditioning of the terminology and the energies and the roles of masculine and feminine. And you bet your ass, we've got loads and loads of trauma associated with both of them. And so, um, and those can be collective and also very unique to you. So, Venus is a really great place to start with identifying and healing some of those wounds. And for me, a lot of that looks like uh, releasing guilt for taking time off. You know what I mean? So letting myself have those Venus permissions and then, and then asking Venus to help me release any guilt I have for that or release this, this, uh, you know, conditioning to feel quote unquote productive. And I ask Venus to help me redefine my, my terminology of the term productive. You know what I mean? And, and that rest and pleasure and joy, these are productive because they are sacred and essential parts of the human experience. And Venus, again, being right that the joy of physical love, this really earthy, goddess energy is a really wonderful way to reconnect with the human experience. That's kind of the final note I want to leave 
leave you off with uh, with Venus is when you're really feeling like down about the world and that human beings suck and the human experience sucks and earth school sucks. And I just, I get me the hell out of here. That kind of like that kind of mindset um, and thought patterns. Venus is, is a great go-to because she's a wonderful nurture, nurturer and guide and caregiver specifically on earth school. Really, really, truly there, there's a lot of reconnecting with your purest joys, with the things that bring you the most pure forms of happiness and pleasure. Venus, connecting with Venus energy will help you grant yourself permission to do that. Mm, I love this. Now, if you're in that witch school, you can head over to your Venus journal guide that I created for you to help you go uh, dive a little bit deeper into learning about this energy and working with it in your chart and your unique practice. And as always, if you had any questions, if you had any thoughts come up, don't hesitate to reach out to me, thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjure that witch. I absolutely love and adore hearing from and connecting with all of my beautiful magical neighbors out there. So thank you so, so much for your time today. Thank you for joining me. I am really into this, how to work with these planetary energy episodes. So thank you for joining me. I can't wait to see you next week. Have an absolutely beautiful weekend and a gorgeous and abundant and loving Libra full moon tomorrow. I just love you all so, so much. Stay safe, have fun and stay magical out there. Hey, magical human. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Witch Podcast. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share with a friend or give a shout out on your social media. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on both Apple and Spotify. And if you can't get enough of all of our witchy, magical content here in the neighborhood, you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my email newsletter, That Witch Gazette. It's a really fun, really convenient one-stop shop to stay up to date on all of the news and happenings here in our neighborhood. If you have any questions, suggestions, ideas for the show, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, you can send me a message at thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjure that witch. Thank you so much. I'll see y'all next time.